So um, I have with me Maya Deol and Aisha Haq. Mm-hmm. And um, hi guys, how are hi. you doing? <laughs> so so tell me something about yourself, Maya. How long have you been with uh, Spice, and why did you want to be, become a broadcaster? So I've been working here for just over a year. I started in January of last year, and I wanted to be a broadcaster because I love telling stories and I love learning about other people's stories, that's and I love beautiful. to share those stories around. You know, and that's why I wanted to be in this industry because I wanted to make an impact on people. And like I said last year, I wanted to have a platform where I can tell people about you know what I think matter and spread that. You know, and that's exactly why I wanted to be a broadcaster. Okay, and we've got Aisha with us as well. Aisha, why, why did you want to become a broadcaster? You're in a journal. You're a journalism student. Yeah, I'm a journalism student at UBC, and I want to be a broadcaster because I think it, it's empowering for people mm-hmm. when you make information accessible and easier for them to understand. And it's like, oh, politics is not like something. that's very difficult to understand a normal person if you're able to make a normal person understand their rights and what's happening around them develops their say and once it does it holds people accountable and that's i think the one of the most important professions in the world to me beautiful beautiful so today is international women's day and we are celebrating that so what does international women's day mean to you To me, growing up, it was nothing mm. because I come from a country which is super patriarchal. You know about Pakistan; mm. it's super patriarchal. Women's Day is just like, oh, my dad's gonna come bring bring us some roses. That's it, right? But then when I started growing up, it was like, oh, there's a meaning to it, and I'm been denied of those things that these people are saying that they celebrate on Women's Day. And then it's like with the recent feminism movements, with Times Up, with Me Too, this has become a big thing, and I'm happy. now it makes me happy it makes me something to look forward to and what does international women's day mean to you maya um i i think for me it means a day where we can celebrate the women in our lives we can celebrate the accomplishments that we have and you know it's it's a nice day to reflect on how hard working the women in our lives are you know even if they don't necessarily have a career they're not working they are working so hard even within the home to keep a family together because what's a family without you know women right Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, beautifully said. So let me just turn it around and ask you: um, International Women's Day, we celebrate it every year. It's been celebrated, I think, for the past about, if you go back in history, about eighty years. How much have we changed in the last so many years? Has there been any change? I think there's been a lot of change, right? Especially with you, you know, coming into this industry and you showing all these other South Asian women that you can make an impact on our society and you can be a voice for people that are feeling unheard, you know. And I feel like people like you have made that change and have paved that way for so many of us. Mm. And that's what I think has changed. Aisha, for me, it's like the change is very superficial for now. because it depends on where you grew up. So in North America, many women, let's say even from even South Asian women here have been given way more rights than women outside North America. And I think that even the basic rights that are being given here, my mom or my sister and I have not been given that back home. And yet I would say that we still don't have the rights all men do. So my god, when you think of it, um we will continue continuously fight for our rights so many people say that we've broken the class ceiling 
Do you think we have? I don't know because um, where is the glass ceiling? I don't see it. Hmm. And it's not because I've been given so many rights and I'm like all passionate about breaking it. I've been conditioned to not see it. Hmm. That's how I grew up. Um, me being trained to be this perfect wife is my first and foremost responsibility. So no matter what I do, what I achieve, I mean conditioned in the way that my parents or my society is just going to appreciate that very patriarchal aspect of me. How is Aisha being the perfect installation of a wife in a society? and not a broadcaster, not herself. So I don't know where the glass ceiling is. I still need to be awakened enough to see it. That's the problem. And I think, you know, it takes women who can see it to start a movement. And I think you, Shishmaji, was someone who saw it and you wanted to make a difference for every other woman, you know? And you being able to see that reflects us being able to see it too a little bit, you know? Like you're just showing us that there's something there rather than following the way we're meant to be quote-unquote, what they want us to be, you know? I understand what you're saying, Maya, but it does not make... It doesn't make sense to me that I wanted to be a feminist and go ahead and and break the, you know, uh, glass ceiling. I wasn't doing that. I was... I had no other way but to get into a position where I could make some money so that I could look after my family. And that was my primary goal, to look after my family. So how could I do that? The only thing I knew how to do was broadcasting. So I poured everything of mine into that. And with that, slowly and gradually, the awareness came that through this medium, I can look at women's rights, children's rights, seniors' rights, and talk about that. So when you talk about your case, Shishma Ji, I think it's just because you didn't have pressure on your own. If my life, if hmm. I compare it to it's back home and hmm. it's back here, it's very different. Because hmm. the decisions that women take for themselves when they're like out of the society, they're under no pressure, hmm. are very different than those that they take when it comes to being in societies which are super patriarchal. Hmm. Even starting from what I wear, hmm. how I talk, where I work. Hmm. In Canada, 10 times different than that in Pakistan. So, are you, in other words, saying that it will be very difficult for women in South, South Asia to be able to, especially people who are uh, not in the urban areas and are in villages or, you know, outside of the metropolis, uh, will be difficult for them to lead a life that you are leading right now? It's not, it will be, it is. It is. It's extremely difficult. Mm. They've been socialized in a way that women bring women down. Mm. They're like, the only purpose that we have is to serve the father, serve the husband. There's nothing else they know. And everything that in South Asia, religion plays an important part. Mm. So every time they want to just talk about their rights or do something, they're suppressed saying that don't do this. Don't go, don't go against the society. You're being anti-religious. You're a Gandhi Aurat. Mm. You know, it's very common. Mm. And we were also talking about this before, and I just wanted to give this example, that most of the time, like, women in your generation mm. were thrown into situations in which they had no other option. So they were like, oh, now we have to do these things that that usually a man would do, mm. like earning and standing for themselves, just going out working, you know? Like, history says that the first world's first female emperor how did she become an emperor? Mm. Her husband was gay. Mm. He ran away. Mm. And then she had no choice. And people were like, oh, it's a war situation. So 
we need this person to lead us. Mm. But what if it wasn't? Would anyone accept a woman? No. Mm. Interesting. Brings me to the point. Um, is there someone that you admire? I'll, I'll, I'll stay with you for the time being, then come to Maya, uh, who is a mentor for you, a person that you admire. There are many, mm. but there's not anyone perfect. Mm. Because I see flaws uh, when it comes to approaching uh, feminism, approaching women's rights in a lot of women. But it's like it's a start. My aunt. I mean, she was in a very patriarchal family, but she was the first person to say, okay, I'm not doing this. Mm. I'm going to go out and work. I'm going to have my own car. I'm going to wear jeans. You mm. know, this is an issue back home. <laughs> in that generation, oh, she was the first one to have a cell phone. These are the kind of issues that if I talk to a Canadian, uh, South Asian, they'd right. be like, what even? Yeah. That's what we go through. It's so empowering for us to just have a phone at, let's say, at 16. Yeah. You know? So I think my aunt, then a lot of people, especially in the media, mm. I love it. When I see the me women in media, they're so empowered. Mm. But even if you work in the media, like I've noticed, men don't like taking orders. Yes. From a woman boss. They're like, oh, yes. how dare she? I tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've gone through that and only men who are sure of themselves will work with a female boss and feel that they are respected and very few of them. And in my own profession, I've seen that's why I agree with you there. Maya, someone who is a, a mentor to you. I think someone who's a mentor to me is definitely my mom. Mm. I feel like that's a very generic answer. But for me, it's because I know that she's been through so many different things that even she won't tell me. Mm. And I can see how strong she is now, how, how much she had to fight to get to where she is. You know, she, the people that she had to go through and how, like, she, she would have to, like, go through people that would just, you know, talk down on her mm. to her face mm. and how she would have to stand up to that and how, you know, she realized that she needs to do that for herself because no one else is going to stand up for her, you know? And for me to be someone who's very sensitive, um, I want to have that strength to be able to stand up for myself and be able to do things for myself. And she has kind of showed me that, you know, I can. So we have hope. Mm, of course. I guess. Thank you both. With that, we come to the end of our show. वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकी खटकी और दिल में समाई उन सबको लेके विल बी है टुमारो और कल हम आपकी मुलाकात एक बहुत ही ज़बरदस्त डांसर से करवाना चाहते हैं शी इज़ अ कथक क्लासिकल डांसर आपका नाम है उषा गुप्ता और उसके बाद टोनी सिंह के साथ आपकी मुलाकात करवाएंगे और वो हमें बताएंगे कि राजन मैंगोज तैयार हो गए हैं या नहीं और अंत में अगर कमल जी के पास वक्त हुआ तो कमल जी से भी आपकी मुलाकात करवाएंगे स्टेट्यून फॉर द ड्राइव होम ग्राइंड विद डीजे फ्लाइट एंड माया राइटर ऑन स्पाइस रेडियो और आपकी रिक्वेस्ट नूतन के साथ रेडियो रमझम पे